Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Everyone has at least one good story. And some of us have stories that are just to the left of normal. We're interested in the ones that push the boundaries of what we can perceive. Stories that defy explanations. Stories with an air of mystery. Stories we might not share. For fear of being thought of differently. But don't worry. We're all friends here. So... What's your weird story? Hello, Weirdsville! It's time once again for your favorite weekly weird news pod... Not news podcast. Well, today we have some weird news for you, but uh, it's your regular old weird storytelling podcast that you love so much. We hope you love it. We love you. It's me, your verbal diarrhea co-host, Adam Beebe. I'm always very verbose during this this part of the show, certainly. And with me, as always, is your stunningly attractive... Um, no, wait, that's me. It's the other guy, Barry Johnson. Hello, Barry. I'm under-caffeinated, and... Um, <laughs> so you could say the under-caffeinated co-host. Um, yeah. I'm doing pretty well, but I'm trying to uh, get a little more coffee in me. Wake me up a little bit, you know? Yes, we both are at this point. We woke up early to uh, have a little coffee and uh, have a little coffee with you. How how were your, your holidays there, friend? Uh, good. Really good. And uh, we're tired, but uh, but we're good. Um, you know, it's this time of year, as much as we love, you know seeing everyone and and doing the family thing it's you know with all the travel and stuff it gets it's it's a mm. little taxing you know a, a man in his yeah. mid 40s doesn't travel quite like he did in his 20s you know mm, mm, mm. that's what they tell me but, <laughs> um. <laughs> you're still in your 20s so but you'll find out soon enough uh, I want. I did want to say real quick that uh, we appreciate the the uh, all the feedback that we got from our Kingfisher episode. That was great, man. It was great to to reconnect with some old friends and uh, just had had a wonderful time with those stories. And uh, obviously, you know, every podcast we do, we feel like is special. But uh, but that one was was a good one, and we appreciate the the feedback. Yeah, a lot of people reached out and uh, told, you know, from our hometown and told us, you know, how much they enjoyed the show. And uh, hopefully we'll have some more people sharing some more strange stories from our hometown, you know. And, of course, we want to hear strange stories from everybody's hometown or or other places that you travel some stuff like that. We always want to hear your stories. That's how we roll. Yeah. And speaking of weird stories, uh, we are going to roll out our yearly wrap-up in weird news. That's right. And uh, so this will be fun. This is a little bit, uh, again, this is, uh, we just kind of go off the beaten path and talk about things that have happened this past year that have certainly piqued our interest and uh, are fun to talk about. Yeah, we've plucked some uh, stories from headlines, some unusual headlines. Some of them are, you know, uh, UFO related. Some of them are true crime. 
some of them are science and discoveries, and some of them are just really uh, odd or funny headlines with an unusual story to go along with it. So nothing big, nothing too political, and um, just, you know, just some fun. Just some fun. So we'll, you know, we'll discuss some of those stories and, um, you know, feel free to uh, write in and tell us, you know, if we missed anything, point out some stuff to us and uh, or, you know, the stories that you liked. Um, But uh, you got anything you want to start off with there, Bear? Yeah, um, I want to start with the uh, the um, the nerdist dot com. Uh, the the uh, headline is New U.S. Government Task Force Will Study Reports of UFOs. This is uh, obviously, a um, if you guys have, have listened to much of the podcast, certainly uh, an area that we really enjoy talking about, which is, um, you know, now we've got all this information coming out from the government. They have no problem with sort of letting us in a little bit as far as what they're doing Um with our with the UFO or UAP um, information, how they're trying to get this information. Um, so anyway, I'll read a little bit of it. It says, Ju- in June 2020, the U.S. Office of the Naval in- Intelligence Establishment, the Unidentified Aerial Phenoma- Phenomena Task Force, U- that is UAPTF, to study unidentified aerial phenomena, a.k.a. UFOs. Now, a little more than a year and a half later, the Department of Defense and the U.S. intelligence community have formed a new squad of investigating UFOs that will serve as a successor to the UAPTF, the Airborne Object uh, Identification and Management Synchronization Group, or... Mm. A O I M S G, which those is, military. There's going to be a lot of oh, letters. God damn, around. they love it, don't they? Um, you know, I've been watching the uh, series that is on. I can't remember, Adam, if that if it's on. What is it on? Is it on Prime? The UFO uh, series with J.J. Abrams did here recently. No, I think that was on uh, Showtime. Showtime. Okay, one of those. Okay. Yeah, it is premium networks. It's done really well, guys. If you haven't checked it out, like like the way that they they he marries the the people talking with graphics and stuff and recreates like the Tic Tac video, um, which is Mm -hmm. really well done. And it gives you an eye. So when you're watching the Tic Tac videos, they're so grainy. You can't tell what the hell is going on, you know, Um which, I mean, there's another conspiracy. With all of our ability with, you know, video, why are we given the most grainy footage you could possibly look at? You know, mm-hmm. obviously there's a reason for that. But uh, he did a great job, or his team did a great job, of recreating how those Tic Tacs were moving when the Navy pilots were trying to uh, close in on them. Um it's done really well, but they also talk about this kind of stuff, the task forces and things like that that are put in charge of uh, finding the information and just how they kind of um, talk with Harry Reid a little bit, who is the one. he's He was the uh, Senate Majority Leader um, that was able to get the funds um, 
to bring this stuff to light as it were. And, um, it's really interesting. It's a, this is a subject that is continuing to grow and, Mm -hmm. and, uh, it's fascinating, man. Yep. Yep. And, uh, when was that from? Uh, this was from November. This was Ah, fairly recent. Fairly recent. Yep. Yep. But, uh, yeah, uh, we'll continue to follow these types of, uh, leaks and, uh, any info that we can get, uh, we will definitely cover it here. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. We love this particular subject. Uh, we keep tabs on it for sure. Okay. Um, now here's a story from the summer from June. And, uh, I remember hearing about this and I loved it and I've been waiting to share it with you. Um, so, uh, Michael Packard was a 50, is a 56 year old lobster fisherman, you know, lobster diver. And he was, uh, one Friday he was diving off the coast of Provincetown, Massachusetts. And, um, he says he was about 45 feet down in the water when suddenly out of nowhere, he felt this huge bump and everything went dark. Right. Uh-huh. And so for, at first he was like, Oh no shark attack. Right. Cause that would probably be your first reaction. Yeah. Um, but the, then he felt around, you know, cause he, he's in darkness, you know, so he felt around him and, um, he, you know, he's like, oh, there's not teeth, and he's not really in pain so much, not like he's been bit. And then he realized he'd been swallowed by a whale. Whoa. Are you yes. serious? <laughs> yes. And so he was, yeah, so he was in there for not a whole, not very long. Um, you know, he was probably, I think, in there for like... He says he reckons about less than a minute, so like 30, 45 minutes before the whale rose to the surface and spit him back. Oh out. my God. He was broke. He, oh, he had no broken <laughs> bones. And he was just a little bit bruised, but dude. Holy shit, man. That is crazy. What kind of a whale? Yeah. yeah. And this guy, uh, I, I'm not sure. Don't know. Um, had to be like I think a... it's probably. Uh, Oh, a hump, I think it's a humpback. Humpback. I, I was going to say, humpback. it had to be one of the yeah. big dudes, man. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, but he also they also thought it may have been a, um, uh, a like a young one as well. So, they, you wow. know, it experienced really just completely like, you know, Jonah. You know, I mean, like yeah, it yeah. was just yep. completely just one in a million shot that that happened. And... Um, this guy, I remember hearing he's had he himself is an interesting character. He had has had a very interesting life, um, and I'm trying to find some more information from this article. But uh, I remember hearing about this on uh, side stories on Lost Pat from Lost Last Podcast on the Left. Oh, okay. And uh, like this is not even, you know. This is just a regular day kind of experience for this guy. He's like, you know, uh, he's an interesting character on his own. Um, but yeah, dude, you know, you know, Jonah, uh, yeah, the, and real, the whale, yeah, the real 2021. <laughs> yeah, that's cool, man. That is, uh, yeah, I, I hadn't heard that 
story. And uh, it's amazing that he's alive. I mean, that's really amazing. I can't think of a scarier proposition. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, again, <laughs> you know, but come out relatively safe. Come yeah, out yeah. bruised, but no broken bones. Amazing. amazing. That, is, that is crazy. Okay, I've got uh, I've got one from NPR, and uh, this is from March of 2021. This year, uh, Oklahoma places 2.1 million dollar bounty on Bigfoot's head. Oh yes, uh, tour uh, tourism officials in Oklahoma hoping this generates some buzz. Say Bigfoot needs to be captured unharmed, stressing bounty hunters can't break any laws during the hunt and we we talked about this this a little bit um when when we found out that this was happening and Mm -hmm. uh and i i was sort of like in awe that we actually were trying to do this and then followed by oh okay that makes sense because they're trying to gen you know they're we go to the bigfoot festival we've done that and they and they have it every year down in the um what is that area called? It's down by Tallahena, sort of. Um, Southeast well, Oklahoma. Southeast Oklahoma. <laughs> whatever the town. That's they, what I they, call it. Yeah. They have, um, but it's it's a fun time. It's a great time. Um, but this is a way to kind of get people, um, you know, involved and and go. Hey, let's go hunt for Bigfoot. Maybe we, you know, maybe we cash in on a on a two million dollar bounty on Bigfoot. Yes. You know, it's pretty yeah. funny. Yeah, there was the uh, you know the, the attempt to I don't remember I think it I, it might have passed but it went into for debate uh, the Bigfoot season hunting season that was started earlier this year and yeah it is a uh, a ploy to get tourists and, and, yes. and you know and tourist money in there but yeah. you know still it's it's fun and yeah. and really they are offering a lot of money to capture not kill and that's one of the one one of the main things about it. they're like yes with there's hunting season but you don't have to kill it you, we really appreciate it if you capture bigfoot you know rather than killed it so right so yeah right. i don't it's know the, cer- certainly tongue-in-cheek but uh but fun it's it's uh yeah you know and interesting now if um i don't like i said i don't know the current uh status of that uh, that bill but uh, are you going to get yourself a license? Oh, of course. Yeah, of course. Just just to show people that I have the Bigfoot yeah. license. Yeah. That, yeah. That's, yeah. I think that's, a lot of people will be doing that alone. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Hell yeah, man. That's great. I got a license for uh, a lot of things, so that would be a, a fun one to pull out. But the other, the other licenses I have are for, like, real, like, you know, serious stuff. <laughs> well, I mean, what's not serious? Curious about uh, Bigfoot. That's true. That's true. I'm sure Hub's already got his license. Oh, you know he's on the list for sure. For sure, he probably helped write the bill. Well, the, literally, yes, because yeah. that's his job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he literally writes the bills, like yeah. the legalese of it. You know, that's his job to to literally write the bills. So, yeah. You think he wouldn't happen yeah, he, whenever that one came up? Oh, you know, dude, you know. <laughs> it's like, it's like yeah, we're would. gonna pass this one. You're damn right, we are. And I'm gonna go get my license. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, what, do you, what do you got? I've got a story from February, and this is a new one on me. 
I picked it up off of the off of CNN.com, and uh, it sounds like the plot of a uh, a comic book or a action film with uh, Bruce Willis or even James Bond. But uh, uh, in in February, it says that. Uh, Florida City's water supply was there was a plot aimed to poison Tampa's suburbs water supply with lye just before the Super Bowl. Wow. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't like, you know, the Joker went in with a vial of, of lye and poured it in the res- water reserves. Um, what it was is they had a cyber intruder. As it mm. says here, that came in and um, hacked the system and tried to change the level of sodium hydroxide, which is lye, to uh, 100 times its normal level. So I guess they probably have a little bit of lye in there for you know because we know that the we know the government's adding to the water supply. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but we know that uh, the fluoride and uh, whatever else you know we know the fluoride you know they've been adding in and they you know they they do put minerals in there to you know for ph balance you know because not everybody's some people got hard water some people got soft water some people you know they gotta clean it up obviously they came in and then they were just it was discovered uh before anything could be done about it i never heard about it about that story. And I always, that's what I worry about is like, if somebody really wanted to do some damage, Mm -hmm. you would, you would poison the water supply. You would try to, uh, you know, take out the, the, uh, nuclear, um, you know, facilities, Mm -hmm. you, you know, you could knock out, um, our, um, our, our internet capabilities. Mm -hmm. Um, Th- those are the things that could really cause damage. So it's kind of scary that uh, something like that, and I'm sure it happens more often than than you and I are told. Certainly, mm-hmm. um, but it's scary to know that that those types of things are happening. And uh, and I mean, think of the think of the people, the amount of people that could be harmed. I mean, you're literally taking out full populations of uh mm-hmm. you know if, if if it's done the quote-unquote right way um mm. could, could be terrible could be terrible yeah, and man. you know and this was in tampa and it was right before the super bowl and you know as so yeah crazy and uh you know the fbi and the secret service were on it and uh, um at that time of the writing they uh they still didn't know uh who the hacker or hackers were yet. So I don't know if that's been um, updated since, but still it's crazy, man. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Wild stuff, man, for sure. Okay. I've got one from uh, Mercury news and it is dated October 19th, 2021. Uh, The headline is Pablo Escobar's cocaine hippos going on birth control. Oh, (laughs) Colombia may have finally found a solution to one of the lesser known legacies of the notorious drug trafficker Pablo Escobar. 
invasive hippos. A handful of hippos brought to Colombia in the 1980s for Escobar's private zoo has gone to a population of 80, prompting biologists to express concern over the environmental impact and threat to human safety. In January, a study published in Biological Conservation called for the growing herd now ranging wild in Antigua, in the Antigua department to be culled. That's that's pretty pretty funny. Uh, the legacy that Pablo Escobar has left are, are the cocaine hippos. That's pretty mm-hmm. pretty damn funny. Uh, what a wild guy Pablo Escobar was, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy, I, you know he. He had his own personal zoo, including hippos, and and after they raided him and everything, I guess the hippos got out, or they didn't know what to do with them, or they just you know yeah. let them be, and now they've they, they kind of became an invasive species. I saw recently a uh, there's a documentary about Pablo Escobar and about how much the people loved him, you know. Oh yeah, and it it's really weird because. In one of the cities that he did a lot of business in, there is a guy that um, used to work for him as like like a lynchman, basically. Like he was a strong arm guy. Mm-hmm. He now gives uh, tours of the whole operation that they used to have. So like you pay this guy and he'll take you around the city and show you where stuff is done. And he even reenacts one of the points where he was like at gunpoint with someone and it's really weird. <laughs> it's really weird. And really, wow. uh, uh, it's, it's fascinating, but, um, but everyone, uh, everybody loved that guy. He, he gave back to the community as it were. Yeah. Yeah. He was kind of had a, uh, kind of had a Robin Hoodness about him. Yeah. Um, you know, still, um, you know, not a good man. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah. didn't, uh, you know, but, uh, it's funny how, um, these things were, you know, uh, a, a terrible person. I mean, he did some awful things, and and but the people that were, you know, from that area still hold him in this sort of light of, you know, he was yeah. a he was a humanitarian. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> the the uh, he was the enemy. He was something, you know. The enemy of our government and uh, you know us because you know all of the uh, the massive amount of narcotics that he was uh, yeah. shipping all that coke up in here. But uh, you know the, he helped out his people around him, and I mean you know because he had so much money, you know he's throwing it around. Yeah, but just um, goes to show you, you know, keep your hippos in check. That's right. Well, I've got another animal-related story here. Uh, This is from November, and it's Sturgis, Michigan. Uh, A 10-point buck sought sanctuary inside of a Michigan church on the opening day of deer season. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Uh, the the pastor encountered, uh, and I've got this from AP, um, news. Uh, the pastor encountered the buck inside the church's auditorium uh, on a Monday uh, before it leapt through a window and back into the wild. 
Um, but that's, yeah. That's was, funny. You know. He knew where, to, refuge, knew where to go. Yeah. Yeah. If you're going to go and seek refuge, holy ground, you know, that yeah. works for deers. It works for uh, uh, the Highlanders, uh, <laughs> if you remember that. Yeah. That movie series, yeah. that TV series. Yeah. Holy ground, you can't fight or dehead anybody there. So That is um, funny. Yeah, yeah, that's that's. <laughs> I'm sure that stuff like that has happened before, but you know, just 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 bizarre and funny and 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 definitely definitely weird. Yeah, that's funny. Okay, um, I'm going to go back to uh, UFOs. Um, oh. see, from CBS News, and this was released in June uh, 25th. And this is the Pentagon Task Force UF, uh, Forces UFO reports released. Many cases remain unexplained. Mm-hmm. Uh, UFO de- after de- decades of dismissing UFO sightings popularized in American culture, a U.S. government task force assigned to investigate what it calls unidentified aerial phenomenon, or UAP, has found no evidence that objects came from outer space or a foreign adversary. However, while there's no evidence the objects are extraterrestrial, senior government officials who briefed reporters said Friday that nearly all of the incidents investigated remain unexplained, citing the uh, significant limitations of available data and reporting, which we've, you know, we've, we've gone over a lot and it's, Mm -hmm. um, but this was, again, this is the biggest story. I've said this before in our lifetime. And the fact that it's getting zero coverage in the news is fascinating to me. Um, it's a subject that is, uh, it really does, um, change our perspective uh, should change our perspective and um, our our government for some reason we still don't know the reasons why although they are using it for something dis- disinformation or something um, has decided to to uh, to uh, come clean and say yeah. you know we don't know what these are um, the thing about government is they are you know each one of the powers are keeping tabs on the other and the fact that they can't figure out where this stuff has come from because they know what everyone's got, um, it, it really, it really does. Um, it blows the mind. It blows the mind, man. Mm-hmm. I, it, it's it's a subject that I'd love talking about. Um, again, we don't know whether or not they're, you know. These are alien as far as like little, you know, gray creature, you know, big eyes, big head, um, small body. We don't we don't know who is behind it, um, but it certainly is an interesting subject, man. Yes. Yeah. They the the government is going to in the military, they are going to use their knowledge for their own to you know for their own ends and they're going to regulate what we know and by you know yeah that's right mini by slowly uh preaching to the choir there yeah 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 she's amen that was my cat she's she's all excited about she's all about all about some ufos right 
Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, so, you know, they're going to give us what they want to give us, you know, and like you said, some of it may be disinformation, you know, some of it may be simply for, you know, I don't know, you know, um, not psychic warfare, but, um, psyops. Yeah. Know. Yeah, definitely. So there, there's so yeah. many layers to this. Yeah. But we know that there is a grain of truth in the fact that, you know, even though they're not saying it, they're saying it. And even though they're looking at, uh, UAPs and not UFOs, um, you know, it's it's it is what it is, and it's we are actively doing the research, and um, you know we probably you know won't get an, in you know a tenth of what they learn or what they have knowledge of. Yeah, uh, if we're lucky, even a tenth. So, yeah, which is um, yeah, I mean that that certainly is a frustrating aspect of this because anytime you're relying on the government who are in charge of the information ultimately. Uh, you, you know that it's a losing battle, and um, we've talked about this before, in, you know, with other subjects. And so, um, I don't know. We'll, we just got to be patient and figure it out from yep. from what little information we're told. Barry, what do you think that people find the most far-fetched? Ghost stories or aliens as being the more unbelievable? I would say aliens. Yeah, I would agree with that probably too. Because I think with ghosts, there's a part of the belief system that is abound throughout the world. And we want to have some kind of assurance of some form of life after death. Mm -hmm. Whereas with aliens, it's unknown for sure. It's Mm -hmm. completely unknown. We have only our imagination. We don't have a lot of universal stories that we agree upon that these things exist, maybe. To believe in aliens is to believe that we are not the sole existence of this world, which goes against a lot of belief systems. It definitely does. But you know, the great thing about what we're doing here is we are open to all your stories about ghosts or aliens or anything in between or anything outside of. We're not here to judge. We're here to just talk and to share. And we don't want you to think you're crazy because you're not. All right. Well, um, here's another government-related story uh, from NPR in October. A New Zealand city is taking its official wizard off the payroll after over two decades. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Christchurch, New Zealand is parting ways with its official wizard, uh, official city wizard over, um, you know, the, who's been there as the official city wizard for over two decades, his name was Ian uh, Bracken, Brackenbury Channel, and uh, apparently, um, the reason that uh, he was well was getting um, sixteen thousand New Zealand dollars a year, which is eleven thousand 
in uh, U.S. monies. Wow. Uh, he'd been giving that every year. Yeah, so that's a good, you know, for providing acts of wizardry and other wizard-like services, such as, you know, promotional work for the city. Uh, but apparently, <laughs> um, apparently he was um, removed because he had made some... Uh, uh, offensive remarks about women and the local government's new tourism strategy. Um, and that is what spelled his doom. I wouldn't think a wizard would be anti-female. Well, you know, some of, just like, uh, just like, you they, know. They run the gamut. Yeah, just like priests and just like, um, you know, uh, doctors and uh, other, you know, other equivalent, other, you know, jobs that we think typically are from men, I guess. I don't know. I, that doesn't make sense. There are tons of women uh, doctors, but, um, you know. But, yeah, I guess uh, he was just swinging his wizard staff around a little bit too much. <laughs> Helicoptering and, uh, a little bit too much. Yeah, you know, I mean, of course, you know, that's, uh, um, you know, I mean, one of his jobs was to bring people in, but he was, you know, uh, shutting them out. Um, but apparently, here, a quote from him is, uh, um, uh, okay, he says, quote, I love women. I forgive them all the time. I've never <laughs> struck one yet. Okay. <laughs> that's right? perfect. <laughs> never strike a woman because they bruise too easily oh, that's is wonderful. the first thing. Oh. And, and they'll tell the neighbors and their friends. Oh, just dig in the hole. <laughs> and then you're in big trouble. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. So, you can't say that as a public official, man. Yeah. Well, uh, even as a public wizard. Oh, uh, that's so funny. That is so funny. But I love the fact that they're paying a wizard. Yeah. A yeah. wizard is on the payroll. That's hilarious. Okay, so, I, I've got uh, I've got one from January uh, 2021 uh, from Mercury News. Teens exploring haunted house find body in freezer. Oh. Some teenagers out for a ride on on their all-terrain vehicles stopped to check out a haunted house and found a body in the freezer. The gruesome discovery occurred Sunday evening at a home on a wooded parcel near the town of Norway. Dude, the Norwegians, man. They love their black metal and they love their freaking bodies in the freezer. Uh, <laughs> A party of eight ranging... Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to offend yeah, everybody in Norway. Lawyers. Yeah, for the Norway, yeah, Norway yeah, agents yeah. are cool people, man. <laughs> no, they're great. They're great. But this just adds to the freaking weirdness of, Nor of Norway. A yeah. party of eight ranging in age from 18 to 68 had taken a break from their four-wheeling at about 5.40 p.m. And some of the teenagers went to explore the house, which rumor said was haunted. One of them opened a chest freezer on the back porch and was hit with a sickening smell. He told the uh, companions he saw a body wearing blue jeans and socks. I heard that once you smell a human, you can't ever forget. And I can smell it right now, one of the teens told the uh, local TV station. Sheriff's deputies confirmed Monday that there had been a badly decomposed body inside of the freezer. According to the incident... 
report. The Orangeburg County uh, Coroner's Office is attempting to determine the identity as well as the manner of death. The owner of the house is cooperating with authorities. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, that's wild, man. I don't know what I would do if I'm just like, you know, a young guy hanging out and, you know, exploring and come across a dead body in a freezer. Uh, that's that's crazy, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is unsettling, and that's got to be super traumatic, uh, I would imagine. Yeah. Um, you know, it would be... I would find it traumatic. Yeah. Well, those of you that aren't aren't familiar with Norway, um, you know, I've been there, and it's a uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful country, and the mystique around it, um, like you know, we touched on just a minute ago. Anybody that hasn't listened to black metal, um, you need to find, you need to go out, and you need to listen to some black metal from Norway to. Uh, really appreciate um some of the craziness that comes out of there and it's 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 fun in a in a um in like a professional wrestling sense do you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying to go down mm-hmm. the black metal uh, rabbit hole and yeah. uh well there's some great documentaries yes, about um, because there was some i mean back in the uh the 80s and 90s there were some crazy shit going down there in Norway in the black metal scene. Yeah, like they're killing um, killing each other and like... And burning down churches yeah, and uh, all yeah. sorts of stuff. And there's some great documentaries, several, yeah. you can go and find. Yeah, I remember um, I remember one time my dad and I were having a conversation about uh, uh, Marilyn Manson. This is a long time ago. Remember when Marilyn Manson was like the talk of the town because like he'd show up places mm-hmm. and do crazy shit and everybody thought he was the Antichrist. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I remember I remember telling my dad, I'm like, Dad, like Marilyn Manson's a comic book character compared to these guys that like really do this shit. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. So yeah, although we've le- recently learned that he is a uh, oh, actual he's, yeah he's a piece, piece of, of shit. shit. Yeah, um, he is a piece of you know, shit. But yeah. uh, one of my favorite uh, stories about Marilyn Manson was from uh, the Oklahoma Gazette. I read this, and they were talking about. Because whenever he came, he was headlining his tour uh, back in probably 96, I think. Uh-huh. And there were people just up in arms about him being there. And they were protesting, yeah, um, picketing and everything. And um, the but he had been to Oklahoma at least once before when he opened for uh, Nine Inch Nails. Uh-huh. And it was, again, this is before Nine Inch Nails really exploded. And the guy who was um, who wrote the story was talking about how he was there at the show to review the story to review the show, and he saw this guy walking around the merch area, you know, trying to like get a, you know get people's attention to talk to them. And it was Marilyn Manson, and he was wearing his own shirt with his own giant face on it. Yeah, of course. You know, trying to get noticed. Of you know? course. You know, and and everybody knows, you know, you don't wear your you don't wear the shirt to the show. That's from PCU. You don't wear the band shirt to the show, and you especially don't wear your own merch <laughs> with your own giant fucking face on it's, it. Yeah, it's a yeah. that's a tough look, man. That's that's that's, <laughs> that's a, that reeks uh, of yeah. desperation. Oh, so. that's hilarious. 
That's funny. Yeah, I forgot he's in all this freaking legal trouble, man. Oh, yeah. 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 More but, and more every day. But recently. you know what? Also, it's like, it's a Marilyn Manson. What were you thinking? You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. come on, people. You know? Yeah. You know, I mean... Drugs and alcohol look good on you when you're in your 20s. You can handle it. But when you're, like, you're up in your mid-40s and into your 50s and you're still whacked out. I mean, this guy, I've you've watched him just slowly decline. And then all these allegations that have come out about him, it's like, of course. Yeah. The guy's out well, of control. Yeah, but you also forget that the most, the, the, the more vile of all of those things, um, the worst drug that there is for somebody who has his kind of a mindset, and that's fame. Because yeah. fame lets you get away. Oh, yeah. The more famous you are, we we know this. Oh, yeah. The more famous you are, the more you can get away with. And yeah. people will be, like, forgiving about, oddly enough. Yeah. But, you know. I think, unfortunately, unfortunately we hold our uh, entertainers in this sort mm-hmm. of special area. And if anything, the last couple of years have taught us is that they are normal people that have very abnormal problems i think uh, especially in his case you know um mm-hmm. extraordinary problems because they're able to get away with these things and uh i'm i'm happy that uh you know he he's he's being dealt with so um we'll let things happen uh, you know take take precedence in the court of law and see what happens you know yep yep just uh, ask R. Kelly what happened. So. Oh, man, no kidding. <laughs> and how long it took them to get yep. him. Yep, yep, yep. He was doing that, and everyone knew what was going on. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's anyway, amazing. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. All right, so speaking of more uh, dead bodies, um, in a very roundabout sort of way, but... Uh, Actually, you know, we'll get there with it. But uh, this is from June. It's also from the Nerdist, and it's uh, flesh-eating bacteria saves Michelangelo sculptures from destruction. Wow. Yeah. So, um, you know, Michelangelo, the great artist, the you know amazing sculptor and painter and everything. Um, he had. I mean, obviously, he made. That's what he he made tons of sculptures. They're really super impressive if you've never seen them in person. Have not. Um, like I remember seeing uh, David mm. in person, and it was just amazing. It's just you know, like it's just wow. And even walking up to David, how they had it set up is they had this row of probably four or six giant stones on each side that were in various states of construction that he was working on. Cause sometimes he would abandon a statue if it wasn't coming along the way he wanted oh, it. Because wow. he, his, he's saying his belief was that the statue is already in that chunk of rock. He's mm-hmm. just there to, to liberate it, to make it come free. Right. So, so anyway, um, he had made some statues for a, uh, mausoleum, um, for some of the uh, the the de Medici, sorry, <laughs> my Oklahoma tongue is now de Medici. Uh, de Medici, yes, thank you. Um, for uh, you got to say uh, it with your hands too. That's yeah. r- that's true. That's true. All right. <laughs> so for uh, this is for Duke Alex. 
uh, Alessandro de la Medici. Wow, see, you're right. Hands did it all. Um, <laughs> so he made this uh, these statues, and uh, there there's one that's sitting, and I believe it's uh, the Duke himself, and then there's two. Um, a dawn and dusk statues that are reclining once a male nude once a, a female nude that are reclining under on this arch underneath wow. the uh, the central figure there and um, they noticed that these statues were getting kind of grimy that there was some gunk accumulating on them. Um, and they realized that the uh, the Duke's son had been embalmed incorrectly, and so this mixture, you know, and this, you know, and he, of course, he died over five hundred years ago. So this mixture of his body fluids and these compounds and plaster and stuff that was used to, uh, you know, like in the process of putting him in the vault, you know, yeah. the tomb and everything, started leaking out. Mm. And it started to accumulate on the statues below, and uh, so the so he was entombed with some of Michelangelo's pieces, is what well, you're saying. Like, like above it, okay. like he was entombed, like, and then beneath where the entombment is, there's the statues were. Okay, it's part of the decoration because like there's the tombs above, and a statue in the middle, and then a, like a triangle thing. Okay, and um, so, um, so. Obviously, these are Michelangelo statues. You don't want to use anything abrasive. Yeah. You don't want to any, use anything too chemical that'll break down the marble. Mm -hmm. So um, they got this idea to use a type of flesh eating bacteria on wow. these. Wow. Because wow, they knew wow. it's a biological. Yeah. You know, they substance, substance that was on, you know, there. so they put on this flesh eating bacteria and it just, you know, it cleaned the marble and everything is back to its beautiful state as before. Did so, did I ever tell you, um, the story about my brother in law who's a surgeon and the and the flesh eating bacteria? No, well, he, my brother in law is very proud of his work and so he takes pictures of the things that he does. Well, he had a uh, a gentleman come in. Um, who had got a Prince Albert piercing mm. and did not take care of the piercing. And now, Barry, <clears throat> I know what a Prince Albert piercing is. Would you care to describe? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I could do it for you. If you it uh, is, um, it's the piercing in the uh, the genital area of a man in the uh, the head of the penis um, let's just say it's um, the most tender spot of the male genital uh, penis that the piercing takes place in and um, Apparently, this guy got it because he was trying, he wanted to up his sex life with his wife. Mm -hmm. So, like, he decided to do this for her and, uh, and for him. But um, he didn't take care of it. And mm. he developed a flesh-eating bacteria. Oh, God. Ah. Well, to, 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 apparently to take care of a flesh-eating bacteria on the human body... You have to you have to cut away all of the fascia 
or, or the the skin down to the fascia about an inch or two from where it's at where it's eating so dude this guy had and it moves fast like mm-hmm. really fast and so he, he shows me this picture and I'm looking at it. I can't tell what it is. It just looks like raw meat, you know? And then he explains it to me. He had had to basically skin this guy from about his knees all the way up into his abdomen. Jeez. And it was, Jeez. it was just, you're just looking at muscle tissue at that point. And I was like, Oh my God, that's disgusting. Um, so that's the power of flesh-eating bacteria and what it can do to you. So take care of your wounds, people. Yes, yes. And uh, a little bit more information about the old Prince Albert there. Um, according to legend, of course, uh, you know, this was um, a piercing that uh, that Prince Albert of England himself got because apparently he had a big O'Dong <laughs> and he needed to strap it down yeah. while he rode his horse. And so he got this a great ring, idea yeah. piercing the ring through the tip. Um, and I believe it usually goes into the urethra and then down below. Uh, and, uh, and then, you know, and then that's how it is. And I, uh, you, um, he strap it to his leg. So it wouldn't, you know, that is hilarious. I did not flop know, around. I didn't know the full story. I knew he yeah, had it, but I didn't that's know. Legend. That's wow. Wow. See, we yep. are a podcast that just delivers information that you mm-hmm. didn't know. Yep. And, uh, yeah. So. Wow, wow, wow. Go. Okay. Um, from Mercury, uh, this is May 18th, 2021, and this is hilarious because uh, I kind of follow- You're picking up where I'm. <laughs> yep, yep. You picked up exactly. We discussed this. You know, uh, we had an interview that we had, we did last night. It'll be coming out fairly soon. But uh, Barry and I are now really very much on the same <laughs> wavelength when we're doing this. And uh, yeah, you knew exactly where to go to. We're speaking, um, we're speaking the same language. And, right. uh, and, all we're doing is we're f- we're flipping genders here. Now we're going mm-hmm. to the female genitalia uh, part yes. of, part of the uh, the world. Uh, the headline is Goop sued over exploding candle called this smells like my vagina. This is the name mm-hmm. of the candles. This smells like my vagina. Okay. Yeah. What a great product name. Oh, it, but there's more. <laughs> you know whose vagina that smells like? Well, apparently. Do you know who owns Goop? Yes, Gwyneth Paltrow. Um, That's right. She has, um, I mean, this whole Goop thing is hilarious to me. Uh, (laughs) It's entertaining, to say the least. Uh, So it starts out, a Texas man is suing Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop Incorporated over a $75 candle that smells like my vagina. That's the name of the candle. This smells like my vagina. Which he had exploded, uh, which he said exploded in his bedroom. The class mm-hmm. action complaint filed Monday in the U.S. District uh, Court of the Central District of California seeks payment to people who have, quote unquote, 
through no uh, fault of their own, purchase defective and dangerous vagina-scented candles, <laughs> which is just an amazing thing to put into the court of law. Uh, yes. I love I love the paperwork on that. Uh, plaintiff Colby Watson says he bought the candle in January 14, 2021, through the website of Goop, a Santa Monica-based retailer of beauty and home products. On February 6th, he lit the candle on his bedroom nightstand. Around three hours later, he said he found that it had become engulfed in flames. The room filled with smoke and a black ring was left on the nightstand, he said. The complaint repeatedly uses the word explode. <laughs> but the candle's jar reportedly became intact through uh, though, though it was charred. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the previous month, a British woman made a tabloid headline with a claim of a similar failure of a vagina candle. Jody Thompson, 50, of uh, North London, described the scent of her home Flames roared a a metra. What is that? M e t r m e t r e. What is that? That is meter. Meter. And that is the, the the British way of saying meter. Yeah. They often will put r e instead of e r uh, in gotcha. theater. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Man, I'm so, an idiot. Uh, fl- okay. You fl- also said the scent of her home. Where is the scene of oh, her the home? Sc- oh, I'm sorry. The scene uh, of her home. The scene yes. of her home. Flame, flames roared half a meter out of the jar, and bits of molten wax flew out as it fizzed. That is an explosive vagina. As it fizzed and spat. That's hilarious. <laughs> She's done. Gwyneth Paltrow is done. This just shows you the power of a celebrity in this goddamn oh, yeah, world, absolutely. man. She's 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 done some of the most ridiculous things with this company, and it's hilarious. Yeah. It's funny that people actually buy this shit, you know? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Because I mean, I I honestly I don't know where to go with this. Uh, I I would not own one myself. Um, I am curious about it, you know. <laughs> um, just morbid I, curiosity. Yeah, just, you know, I, yeah. I wouldn't go out of my way to buy one. Uh, if somebody wants to send us um, the exploding vagina candles, that's <laughs> fine. Get a hold of us. You know, I don't want that. On, I don't want it to show up on my credit card. Yeah. Or um, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. But yeah, I definitely would be curious. So, or if you've got an exploding vagina story, exploding vagina candle story. I should say, yeah. Um, Maybe the you, other type, the other one. If you take the candle out of that statement, that's a whole other show yeah. on its own. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> maybe, maybe maybe we should come out with this is what my asshole smells like candle, but when you light it, it smells like blueberries. Huh? Do you know what I'm saying? Because uh, well, I mean, I I get the concept. I don't know exactly. Or roses. Or roses. Uh, oh, roses, yeah, definitely what, roses. What I'm saying is is that I think it's funny because she's like, it's like the ultimate joke, right? This is what my yeah. vagina smells like, and it smells like wonderful. It's like, it's probably got this like wonderful. Or does wonder- it smell wonderful? We don't know. Oh, That's man. the thing. And, it, and I know what the whole idea behind her whole company is that it is for women. It's not for men. Um, you know, 
I'm sure there are tons. Well, of you men say you say that, but then she's got a this. can. She's got a candle that you know that that yeah, appeals yeah, yeah. to the male genre for sure. Right? No, no, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I'm sure that uh, over. I'm sure that at least half of those candles. Oh, were, more than that, dude. To know what yeah, China smell like uh, on fire. But um, yeah, but I mean, these are the products are for women. There's a lot of vagina-related products that that she does. Not just the candle, but there's stuff that are like, um, like the, the egg and other things that are you know for women, for women's pleasure, for women's health, and it's a good idea for some some of these things, you know, because it's a a, a woman owns this company who's making products for women, but um, yeah, but you know, I mean. Uh, it's definitely had some problems, you know, with like the exploding vagina candles. And apparently, um, there are, there was a, uh, a 2018 lawsuit filed against the, um, the, the Jade and Quartz egg that somebody put up into the vagina, which is supposed to be, I guess, for, uh, to help with, you know, uh, muscles or, or something like that, you know, but, uh, or I don't know exactly. I'm, I'm not, I'm not a vagina owner. Um, big fan, but not an owner. And, um, <laughs> but yeah, that was, uh, that was, there was a lawsuit for those. And apparently that was settled, uh, and with, you know, refunds, but still, you know, uh, it, it, the exploding part seems a bit, f- you know, far fetched. It seems like it seems like this this dumbass, um, alleged dumbass. Sorry, we want to cover our, all of our bases, but it seems like this guy just left a candle burning for three hours and and went and uh, left it unintended. And you know, you can't do that. You can't yeah, leave you, a you, candle unattended for three hours. You can't leave. Um, this is yeah. the smell of my and, vagina and, for right. three hours and much. And you can't leave a woman, you know, burning in desire for over three hours and expect it to come back <laughs> and everything right. to be all right. You can't do that. Yeah. Can't you got to take care. You got to keep an eye on these things and, you know, and nurture it and take care of it where it needs to be taken care of. And, um, you know. A lesson to the youngsters out there. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, keep your. Uh, I don't even know where I want to go with that. But keep your eye not on the prize, but keep your eye on the burning. But wait, that sounds bad too. Um, make sure your candles are monitored. <laughs> okay. Well, um, moving on. <laughs> This is a uh, this is a fun one. Um, this is from CBS News, and it's called. Uh, the headline is: Four strangers, all named Paul O'Sullivan, form a band, despite living in different cities around the world. And guess what the band is called? Paul O'Sullivan. The Paul O'Sullivan. Paul O'Sullivan's. Yeah, that's right. Nice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. The Paul O'Sullivan band. Um, so there's a guy from um, Pennsylvania, 
uh, who's they call him? Uh, well, here, Pennsylvania Paul is on percussion. Manchester Paul is on bass. Um, Baltimore Paul and Rotterdam Paul are on guitar and vocals. Oh wow, so. that's amazing! Is this an international band? The, yeah, uh, ah, ah, yeah. Sorry, my cat just clawed my leg. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, there they are. They're they're well, they're international because they're all in different cities all over the world. So, that's but cool, man. All the Sullivans have gotten together. That is awesome. And, uh, started uh, there. And <laughs> now that is a cool idea. Isn't it? Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. that's it, I mean, and it's all born out of you know, it's all born out of 2020 and, and COVID 19. So, you yeah. know, pretty cool. That is unusual. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, just, you know, lighthearted fun. There's I don't know a, what, how they sound like, but um, I'm sure it's got kind of a uh, you know, a rocky vibe type thing going. What do you, um, <laughs> what do you, uh, um, did you ever see the Facebook pages that are like, uh, like, like, you know, Barry Johnston's of the world unite? You ever seen those? What's that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You well, they, no, not the Barry Johnston's of the world. Well, you I know, mean, I love you, man, but I'm not going to look. Yeah, in in you know, uh, you can find these groups with your name, and uh, it's pretty interesting. Have you ever you ever tried to Google your name and see how many different uh, dudes from all over the world pop up? Mm-hmm. There's a handful. Uh, there's a handful of uh, Adam Beebe's out there. There's a couple in England. Yeah, and uh, I think maybe one in Australia. Uh, but there's not a lot of us, which is really cool. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, but yeah, going back to the Paulo Sullivan band, um, I just listened to a little bit here while we were talking, and uh, you know what? They don't suck. They oh, very, I think you would kind of enjoy them. They've got kind of a indie rock pop punk kind of fusion sound. Oh, fun, man. And uh yeah, real fun. Real fun. So they I listened to part of Namesake, their video on uh YouTube and yeah, it says it started off as a joke, but then uh it actually kind of got it, you know. That's cool. Going, they're doing something with it. So That's cool, man. Okay, I've got one here from lawandcrime.com and this is from mm-hmm. December 13th. And uh, headline is, woman said she killed her mother because she believed mom was another relative in disguise. Dude. (laughs) A woman killed her mother and told investigators she did so because she believed the victim was another relative in disguise. According to deputies in Osceola County, Florida, Natalie Mary... Natalie Marie Gonzalez, 31, faces a count of murder after authorities found Jacqueline Negron uh, dead on Saturday. Officials said they got a call from Kissimmee, uh, Kissimmee Home in which the caller said she won't die and someone is going to die. In this account, deputies showed up and found Gonzalez holding a hammer and a pair of scissors. Damn, man. And it says, Natalie did not comply with deputies' demands to drop the weapons and had to be detained. Deputy said, they checked the home and found Negron dead, lying face down in the shower in a pool of blood. The body appeared to have signs of blunt force trauma and puncture wounds, deputy said. Jacqueline's hair appeared to have been recently cut with scissors, and there was obvious uh, cuts made in her hair and clusters of hair on the body and the floor of the bathroom. 
the Orange County Medical Examiner's Office found that she had sustained a large skull fracture to the back of her head from blunt force trauma. Gonzalez made spontaneous statements to deputies incriminating herself, authorities said. Authorities redacted those initial statements quoted in the affidavit, but they did detail her alleged statements from the interview later. After signing a Miranda warning affidavit, Gonzalez said uh, she did what she did because she believed her mother was another relative in disguise, the mother of her niece. She asserted she sometimes thought that Negron was really this relative and was trying to hurt her. When an Jeez. investigator tried to ask her to be more specific about the what Gonzalez did, Gonzalez became upset and said she could not say that because that would make what she did to her mother true, and she could not live with that, the deputy said. Gonzalez admitted cutting her mother's hair during the incident, saying the relative once cut the niece's hair uneven, authorities said. What a bizarre... Yeah, obviously she's not right. And if you look yeah. at the, I'm looking at the picture of this 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 woman, and she looks whacked out. Uh, mm. Man, yeah, this, there's some kind of uh, mental illness, or yes, yes, it certainly seems that way. And that is, uh, I mean, to not to to kill your own mom. I mean, uh, mm. yeah. So brutally, yeah. so brutally, man. It's like well, and also the fact that she thought it was somebody else. She thought it was her niece's, yeah, mom or whatever. Uh, yeah, but just bizarre, odd. just bizarre. So poor woman, poor mom. Um, that's just that's just yeah, tragic, weird. tragic. Yeah. Well, I've got a fun one for you here. Okay. I know you're really going to enjoy this one. All right. So this is from November of this year. This is from the AP um, news.com. And it is uh, dozens stuck in England's highest pub after storm. So English, the England's highest pub above sea level. Yeah. Um, this uh, one Friday evening, while people were out enjoying themselves, the storm rolls in, and it buries it in snow, and it's knocked down, you know, like, power cables and stuff. They're blocked in. The roads can't be traveled down, you know. So, these people um, who are – and it's, this pub sits um, 1,732 feet or uh, five. 528 meters above sea level. And it's, it's used to being cut off by bad weather, apparently. So the manager, Nicola Townsend, said that uh, the, the she and the staff organized movies and... Pardon me. They organized movies and a quiz night and karaoke's for, for the guests. They had plenty of food. Nice. They had like sleeping bags and stuff laid out. I saw pictures and everybody's like camped out, like you know, a church lock-in, basically. Oh man, uh, the funnest and, church uh, lock-in, dude. You know? Oh, but dude, my my friend Barry, <laughs> you think it's so much fun now, but I can up your fun 
uh, I can turn it up to 11 because not only did they have the quiz nights and the movies and the karaoke and the food and every, and, and of course it's a pub. So lots of, you know, alcohol. Yeah. Um, there was a, a band that was stuck there with them. Really? And they're not just any band. Yeah. They were a cover band. And that cover band is named Noasis. <laughs> uh, Oasis cover band. Oh, that's great, man. So that's the band was stuck with them because they played there for the gig. So, you know, basically. Uh, that's a great way to spend know, the I, night. I, oh, yeah, I, man. Yeah, you know, but you know, they played at least two or three oh, more times. Of course, man. And, and just, I mean, I can't think of a place I'd rather be snowed in than a, 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 a freaking mm-hmm. British pub, man. You know, yeah, with a with an uh, Oasis <laughs> cover band. I mean, that's that's a dream come true, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Hey, everybody! You're listening to the What Your Weird Story podcast. You probably knew that already because you're listening or downloaded to the episode off of your iTunes or your Spotify or whatever place you get your podcast from. We want to thank you for listening. We also want to remind you to like us, follow us, subscribe to us. Make sure that you get your new podcast episode every week. We'd also like to ask you to rate and review so that we can grow our audience. We can have more friends. We can have more stories. So thanks for listening to What's Your Weird Story. This just in. It seems the entire planet is being overtaken by a force unlike anything we've ever seen before. Its tentacles reach across the entire globe, from Beijing to Boston, from Moscow to Madrid. There seems to be no escaping its influence. It seems life as we know it will be forever changed now that the odd pod has arrived. To stay up to date on all developments, and we're urging that you stay informed. You can hear the latest information about the Odd Pod by searching for it on all major podcasting platforms. Remember, we can only be as safe as we are vigilant. All right. Well, I think that's a uh, a nice stopping point for this part of our uh, year review uh, weird news roundup. Um, what say you, Barry? Yeah, that's perfect, man. Thanks again for everybody to hang out with us. And what a great year we've had. Yeah, it's been a weird year, but you know what? We here on the show have had a really good year. We had a lot of great guests, made a lot of new great friends, and uh, been very, very fortunate. You know, we had a weird lull there um, in the springtime, uh, when I think when everybody was finally getting outside and didn't want to sit in and talk with us, pretty boys, but uh, we recovered and we've had some fantastic guests and fantastic stories, and we had a really great year. Um, I just you know can't thank you all enough for your support as listeners, as friends, as contributors. Yeah, it's really been amazing. And, 
you guys, you continue to deliver, to deliver the goods. And, you know, next year is going to be, you know, we're kicking it off in the right way. We got some great guests that mm-hmm. have already uh, committed and, um, we can't wait to get new episodes out to you guys and to, you know, live through a, a new year. And um, the thing about the new year is the possibilities and the unknown. And mm-hmm. we, we enjoy that. Um, we, we, we like meeting that head on and, um, and just continue doing this. So thank you to everyone again for your support. Yes, everybody have a safe and happy new year. We want you to be here with us when we kick it off uh, for our next episode, which will be part two of the 2021 Weird News Roundup. Uh, we'll have some more interesting, funny, and fun and weird news articles to share with you. Um, and, of course, you know, uh, Barry, have you got any New Year's resolutions? Not really. I... You know, I, I really, I don't do much of that. Um, so, yeah, I just continue. My whole thing is just continue, you know, doing the things in my life that um, that obviously make, you know, me happy, make my family happy. Um, you know, that's the most important thing. Um, we only have so much time together, so mm-hmm. we got to make the most of it. And as I get older, I try to remind myself to, you know, be in the present and, you know, make the most of what I've got each day that I can. And um, so I just being mindful, you know, I guess if I were going to make a resolution, that would would be it. You know, be mindful. How about you? You? Well, you know, I haven't really thought of one just yet, but I think um, if I don't come up with one, I'll probably just be resolved to be – to be behave badly, and uh, then I can next year have a resolution to be to be better. <laughs> That's always good. <laughs> so, but no, I'm I um, I'm you know I I'm trying to uh, just you know again you know be like yourself, be more positive and in the moment, and um, embrace you know goodness and our time and our existence and um you know um probably cut down on the carbs a little um you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um, yeah just so. you know i think the main main thing with the resolution thing is is to keep it realistic yeah. so many people do the thing that's not realistic and then the, and then yeah. they end up getting angry that they can't keep their promise to themselves you know yeah yeah i mean really if you're going to make any kind of like uh life-changing alteration you have to have the commitment to go through with it yeah and it's hard to do stuff you know i mean obviously we all know that we're all we're mostly adults here and um it's hard to you know life gets in the way a lot of times and sometimes you just don't feel like you know not going to you don't feel like going to the gym or you you or you really just you want to eat pizza three days in a row whatever you know yeah. it's okay but it's just moderation and moderation yep stuff. But, moderation but uh i challenge once again all of our listeners and friends there in weirdsville to make a resolution to uh share a story or two here on the podcast either by writing into us at 
uh, wywspod at gmail.com. Uh, that's wywspod at gmail.com. Or contacting us through our Facebook page or through our Instagram or uh, even our Twitter. Um, also, you know, uh, it, you can leave us a message at the hotline. We still got that going. It's 513-909-9821. And uh, you can leave us some messages there if you don't want, if you feel like recording but don't want to talk to us. That's fine. Whatever. You know, we're friendly guys. But, hey, you know, that's we understand that, too. People get shy. But we would love to hear your stories. As always, you know, this is what drives us. This is what keeps us going. Um it's you guys, Weirdsville, that keep us going. We love you, um, everybody, all over the world. Weirdsville is worldwide. It's really awesome. Uh, but we, you know, we love you guys. I get, I, I'm babbling again. Sometimes I do that when I'm trying to express my, 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 my emotions. Oh, we love it. We love it. Yeah. Thank you, everybody. Hope everyone has a wonderful New Year, and. Uh, yeah, let's 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 do let's do the best we can for next year. That's right. All right, Boo. I'll see you in twenty two. All right, buddy. Yeah, I love that. That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll see you guys all in twenty twenty two. It's gonna be a kick ass year. Um, happy New Year. We'll see you then. Until that happens, though, be safe. Be weird. As always, if you have a weird story, we want to hear it. If you have a lot of them, we want to hear them all. We can't do this podcast without your invaluable contributions. Whether it's sharing your stories, listening, rating, and spreading the word about the podcast. Thanks for listening. Till next time, be safe. Be weird. Stories presented on the What's Your Weird Story podcast are, to our knowledge, true experiences that our guests have had. We can't take the time to research all claims made, and besides, it's just not as fun.